Puddles in the morning, puddles in the evening, puddles in the afternoon. Well, I'm a puddle boy and she's a puddle girl. The Puddles Podcast is starting real soon. Welcome to Puddles with Andrew Collin. It's your boy, Andrew Collin, a.k.a. Puddle Boy, a.k.a. Dry Dick, a.k.a. Poop Hands, a.k.a. Mice, a.k.a. Garbage Face, a.k.a. Twelve Falls, a.k.a. Gray Balls, a.k.a. Tickle Cock, a.k.a. ATC, a.k.a. a.k.a. We got a great show. I, I, I can't believe I got this guy. Um, I mean, before he won an Oscar. I, I feel like I got you right before an Oscar. I think... Honestly, I'm glad you dodged doing this for so long because you just keep getting more accolades and getting more famous, which is, I almost want you to hang up now and talk to me in three years when somehow you cure cancer. But um, this guy really can't do any wrong. I mean, I've tried. I've tried to look for it. I've tried to cancel him. I'm trying. And uh, I can't come up with anything. It's really frustrating. Um, I'm sure we can figure something out on this podcast that'll that'll put me some in some situation. I trust me, I got some questions for you. I'm diving I'm sure. in. I, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm gonna Howard Stern you. Next thing you know, you like had sex with your sister. Or something. Okay. Anyways, this guy is dry. Is dry dick one of your one of your nicknames? Yeah. Okay. So when I was Rami Yusuf, ladies and gentlemen, from the show Rami. By the way, let me introduce you. <laughs> Uh, Emmy nominee, before, 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 before I dive into, into dry dick, uh, Emmy nominee for best director and actor. I mean, this is, I thought of you right before, well, obviously I, I, I did a little research on a good friend, but uh, oh I, was, I was watching the Beatles documentary and George Harrison was talking about, it was the George Harrison documentary or whatever. He was in the mm-hmm. Beatles. Maybe you heard of him. Um, he talks about how, when he would read headlines about himself, he would read it like, oh, good for that George Harrison guy. <laughs> <laughs> Does that like ring true to you at all? Where you're like looking at this Emmy nominee or you're looking at, you know, season three, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah. that Rami guy's doing good. Yeah, no, it feels, um, there's this level of removal where it's just like, oh yeah, that's, that's like, it, 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 that's a pretty good way to put it. You're kind of watching something and it feels surreal. The actual thing that feels really surreal is, um, there's like all this press out of Cairo in Egypt. That's the stuff where I'm like, whoa, this doesn't, you know, where you have these newscasters talking about, I mean, they were like flipping out over the Golden Globes. Then yesterday they're flipping out over Emmy nominations. And, and that's the stuff that makes you feel like, whoa, that doesn't even, even feel like me. Because all the press here, you're like, yeah, there's a publicist, like we're paying for it. But over there, you're like, they don't, we didn't, we didn't plant any of that. Like, that's wild. That, that's really cool. That that's, couldn't be more organic. It's so funny because they're like, he might be the Messiah. I mean, his, his dad went, he's first generation immigrant. He went from nothing to, I, he, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, there's a strong oh chance that it's all on you, dude. I mean, this, <laughs> I don't really know how the Messiah works in, um, in Islam. How tired of you are about when everyone's like, so you're Muslim. How's, how's that? What's, what's that like? How's that carrying that bird or not burden, but that, you know, (laughs) that burden, but just, you know what I mean? Like I've, I've watched a few of your interviews and I just feel like you, there's gotta be a moment where you're just like, dude, okay, I'm Muslim, but I I just want to talk about eating ass or whatever it is. Well, like on the show, on the show, I get to, I get to do that. Exactly. You know, (laughs) it's like, I am Muslim, but let's talk about eating ass. Um, The, you know, I, I don't get that tired of it actually, just because it's like, it's just because it's what I actually am. Like you've known me for a while. So it's like, it, it's when you care about something, you're like, okay, cool. I'll do it. Like I can see it getting really exhausting. If I was in a Marvel movie or something and they were just like, oh man, like we're curious about, you know, uh, robot forces, uh, you know, power. How does that make you feel? I would just be like, like that. I would lose my mind after the second time they asked the question. The, the press cycle really makes you realize like, man, I, I'm so thankful I'm doing it about something that, I actually care about because if I wasn't, I could lose my mind. Uh, but it's, 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 it's really fucking ridiculous. But the funny part is like when they'll like loop it into other stuff, like I'll do some press with Steve on my show who has muscular dystrophy, like one of my best friends. 
and and it'll be really funny when they talk about muscular dystrophy in Islam. Like they're like, and you both have, you know, like a thing. Like that's where you're just like, all right, well, they're not. This is not. It's not a disability. They're both <laughs> like, burdens, you know. Yeah, you're you know? both like, wow, and you since you were born, whoa. Yeah, and you're so brave. I, I, I was I was actually thinking about Steve because um, you have that scene, and so I, I watched season two. I watched both your shows. They're, they're, it's a show where you'll literally watch it in a day and a half. That's how um, – it's one of those shows where the tone, you just feel like you're hanging out with some friends. You're learning a lot, but it's not, like, in your face like shit. But I don't know. I love it. I love your show. I'm almost right. upset because I always thought that you weren't that – like interesting yeah, yeah, or funny yeah, yeah, yeah. and to see yeah, you yeah. make this where I, you definitely hired way better writers for sure yeah, 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 and a great yeah. team you know but you're the face it's about the team it's about the team I'm the, I'm the teeth I mean that's you know because I think the famous thing was was me doing your sh- anytime I would do one of your show and you'd be like yeah wow you smiled a lot up there and and uh this dude is my your teeth had a you. great bit this is, this is my impression of you Like something was in your brain. You just thought of it, dude. I don't know what it was, but no, you, I fucking what you guys, love you. What do you guys think? <laughs> Look, I just want to talk about this. I just want like, so like, like, okay. Like, so how do I do it? How do I do this without, how do I do what I've already said 35,000 times? Like in the moment, like, like I just bothering you, you know, you know? <laughs> no but like i love your show but you have this scene in the show that is iconic i think it's you and steve steve uh has gotten has hooked up with a woman and he did not ejaculate and he can't masturbate because he has you know muscular dystrophy which is similar to islam and and his arms you know he just can't and you come in like it, it this is Honestly, the mo- the nicest thing another man can do for another man, <laughs> you get him off in a straight platonic friend way. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. And here's the thing, though. You had to write that. You had to set up the shot. I mean, what, can you take me through that process of, like, did that happen in real life? Like, why... Like, what were people like when you were like, yo, I want to jerk Steve off? <laughs> like, no, no, for real. Like, the, how does um, that go it, down? You know, it was, it, it, it all kind of came out of, um, we were talking, I was telling the writers about Steve, you know, we were talking about a bunch of stuff and I was telling them, you know, it, it's this wild thing that, you know, Steve is in a relationship, which is great. But um, when he wasn't, it's this weird thing because, someone has to help him you know come because he he can't do it on his own and for whatever reason I was I remember being grilling him being like you don't get wet dreams and he was like dude why are you acting like my body's normal no I don't and I was like okay cool and we're talking about it and one of uh one of our writers uh Kate Tuline um is just kind of like riffing like just you know we're always we're just kind of throwing shit around each other and she's just kind of like if he ever asked you to do it and she almost said she's kind of like doing something, you know, like says it, but it's like, Oh, I'm thinking of another idea. And then I was like, Whoa, you know, it was one of those things where someone said it and I was like, huh. And so I called Steve in the room and I was like, Hey man, with what you got going on, did you ever think of asking me? And, and there's, it's like, I'll remember the timing in my mind where there's just this pause for like three seconds. And he was like, I mean, I thought about it once, but not really. Like, I, <laughs> and it was just like, I thought about it once where I was like, all right, well, that's all we need. You know, and it's like, how do we build this situation where so much of what I love about my relationship with him in real life, but also obviously we really dramatize this on the show is you have on one side, someone who, uh, in my character, who's really advocating for believing in God and who has this moral code, but he's, he's really kind of, he's falling short of what it is and he's struggling with it. And you have someone who was born the way Steve was. And and he's just kind of like, I don't, how could I believe in something if this is how I was born? And they're kind of like arguing over it. Um, And they need each other though. And, and so it's this weird thing where they're, they really disagree in life view, but they're best friends. And this situation was kind of like, Oh man, um, 
for for Rami to jerk Steve off, it's like how could Steve not believe in God, you know? And 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 so how do we how do we really find this hole that they're in uh, to talk about all the stuff that um, that they have that you know is, is it feels like it's miles apart, but then it's not. I mean, it's about five inches, probably. But <laughs> I, I, I think I, I honestly like that scene, though. And your relationship with him, and I know you guys were friends before. I remember we went to the movies, and just to go to hey, the what movie, movie did we see together? I don't because we went to Lincoln Center, right? I remember was, we went to Lincoln it Center. It was in the upper west, upper West Side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Lincoln Center. Oh man, what did we see together? It had to have been something somewhat interesting for us all to all to go to it yeah but like it's like it's the thing is i see every movie with steve at that theater because it's accessible but it's like a whole yeah i mean what were, what were you gonna say though no no just like um it's you just see these little things that he has to deal with and how difficult they are just to get him to the movie theater just to get him into yeah. the car and you know you were saying it you were kind of joking about how like people um <laughs> equate islam or like you know to muscular dystrophy or or, or whatever where someone's playing the victim in this world yeah, where, yeah. where everyone's a victim and then you have this guy steve who is so fucking strong and you don't hear him going oh my arm i can't you know you know you just don't hear it Oh, they don't make the stairs right for me. You know what I mean? He's just like, all right, I'm fucking tough. I'm going to, I don't want you to baby me. And I think in so many uh, things on TV, so many things we see, you just baby, you look at him as the help, but his brain is more capable than 99% of people. He's fucking brilliant. (laughs) He's hilarious. Um, And I love how you treat him on the show. And I think that's intentional, I would think, right? Like, Yeah, of course. It's like, I mean, our goal is like with anyone on the show is we don't want to protect them. And I think, and I think that's a lot of what happens too, where, you know, uh, we have this intimate look with an Arab Muslim family and the way that we're taking it on. It's like, we're probably one of the first to do it in this way. um, And yeah, we, we don't protect them. We're not, this isn't like a PR piece. This isn't like, oh my God, people know so little about Islam. So we need to make sure that these guys are perfect and maybe they have, oh, they, you know, pay their taxes late. Oh, a little flaw. No, it's like, we're going in. We're, we're really, we're really trying to find um, the ugly because I think the ugly is what's relatable. And then, and there's no way we wouldn't do that with Steve as well. And, and I think so much of what happens um, in, you know, there's this like make-a-wish treatment of disabled people on all levels, where even uh, looking at their personality is off the table. And I think a lot of what we try to do with Steve is, um, yeah, you can be this way and be an asshole too, and 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 and, and, and genuinely be one. You don't so have great. to be likable just because. No. <laughs> you know? No, and being able to like, you had the first season where you were joking, I think, with his mom about him dying, like, right? Like there when there's something like that, what? And it was just yeah. It was so refreshing in a way to just... That's, that's the kind of thing where people will stop watching the show at that scene, too. I mean, there's various... There are many points in my show that you would... A very rational person would be like, well, I don't want to keep watching this. And so we have this scene in the first season where, yeah, my character gets high and he just starts talking to Steve's mom about how um, how Steve's going to die and how we all know it and how, how does she... How, how is she dealing with that? And how is she dealing with that... Um, especially with how rude he is. And, and, and she's had to basically turn her entire identity into taking care of him. And it's this scene that um, I remember we did it. And I remember asking Steve, I'm like, hey, man, like, just make sure you like preface with your mom. Like, obviously, like, you know, it's a joke or whatever. And then I asked him, like, you know, his mom was watching the show in the room behind him. And I'm like, what did she think or whatever? And he's like, dude, I haven't heard her laugh that hard for years, like, like at that scene. And, and it kind of, you know, I was worried about it, but I, it, it, it ended up playing out the way that I thought it would, which is we want comedy to reflect what we're feeling and we want it to transgress something that is a fucked up thought. And so if you are the parent of a disabled person and you watch that scene, you're not going to be offended. You've thought those thoughts, you know, it's, you're, you're actually going to laugh because you're like, oh man, like someone's in on the joke because there's no way, you, you know, no one thinks those thoughts and is fully defined by them if they have a disabled kid. They know how great 
that kid is and they know how fulfilling those experiences could be. And then there's also this part of it that feels kind of fucked up and all can be true. Um, and, and so those are the kinds of things that we have fun diving into. And they're also the kinds of things that, yeah, you go on, you know, I'll go on Twitter and someone will be like, I couldn't even watch anymore ever since he said that thing to Steve's mom. And I'm like, well, all right, I mean, it's not, there's 600 shows on TV. So it's just like, what's going you, through that person's mind though? Where, why, why would that offend some, maybe because they have a relative that, they they probably don't even have a relative that has no they a don't disability. if they did if they did it wouldn't hit them in the same way look i think that especially with online performance of identity we're all trying to figure out how to be and who we are and obviously that's stuff that this show talks about but i think a lot of the times people are upset because they think they're supposed to be they don't really connect it to anything they just connect it more to the image of what should be or what they think is right and and they get offended, um, you know, and there's genuinely offensive shit. I'm not saying like, the, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, PC culture can go, you know, fuck itself. Like I think PC cultures um, can help comedy if it's used in the right way. Um, but yeah, no, there, there's, uh, there's enough going on in the show that you can, you can find your trigger if you want to. Yeah, I mean, if you have a cousin. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, here's the thing with you that I, I'm so impressed by. And it's almost frustrating because, you know, I joke about the teeth, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But like you are, you are so poised under the most pressure and I don't know where you get it from. I don't know how it developed in you. Maybe you can enlighten us and maybe other people can take something away from it. But any big moment that I've seen you in on television or even, you know, on shows, you have this ability to be like, it almost comes off like if this does all fall apart, I'm going to be okay. And where, where do you get that from? That's a, that's Nickelodeon? A, <laughs> like, where do you get that from? Like Nick at night? Like what? It, it's unbelievable. Like it's unbelievable. And I wonder where it comes from and how can people maybe tap into that when whatever they do, you know? Dude, that's uh that's really beautiful. Thank you. I, that really, that's, that's very sweet. And it's funny, you, the what you just said, I think, is how I actually feel, where I'm like, it's okay. If I fuck this up, this, if this all falls apart, it'll be all right. Um, I really do think, I also have this thing, though, when, whenever I'm in a situation, you know, I think a lot of us are in situations where we're like, whoa, am I cut out for this? Like, should I be here? And I, I think we all know all of us who I think this is why comics ultimately have so much respect for each other, no matter what, like we're, we're, there is this bond, there is this family because we know how crazy what we do is. And we know how crazy it is to put yourself out there. We also know how crazy our lives were that we were even able to show up at certain places. And we've had these breaks that we shouldn't have gotten. Everyone has a version of it. You know, everyone had something break the way that they didn't think it could. And I constantly am just like, this isn't an accident. You know what I mean? Like, like, like it, it is, it takes so many weird turns to get to a certain place that I'm like, well, of course I was supposed to be here. Cause it's like, how, how could this, you couldn't plan this. And I think there's some sort of ease in that. Um, and, and if I'm really going to say it, say it, um, I got faith. That, I believe in God, man. It's so yeah. much bigger than me. It's so much yeah. bigger than like, I, it would be egotistical to think that I have full control. And so I just kind of try and let go and, I'm, and, 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 and trust and just trust and, and just know that, um, you know, the only thing you can control is kind of your own interpretation, your own action, reaction, whatever that might be. But um, I really try to have that ingrained and, and definitely felt that from my parents. But but it's also like, yeah, it's, it's just it's what it's what kind of makes me tick. So so I, I yeah, sometimes like I'll be like late at night and I'll, and I'll think about God, you know, I'm Jewish, but like I'm you know, I had my bar mitzvah have, I pretty much read all the English and pretended uh -huh. like I was reading Hebrew. Like I, mm -hmm. I, I made seven grand. I bought a jet ski. That was pretty much the end of God. Was I was kind of going to ask you how much did you make? Cause that's a, that's such a, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Like kids in bar Long Island like make like 50 endeavor. G's. Yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 So I, you know, and, um, you know, and I, you know, I'm 40 now and, with this COVID stuff and you're just like, well, I just gave nine years of my life to a skill set. And I finally 
you know, I picked up dog shit for six years. Yeah. You know, I have a degree from Tulane, even though I cheated on everything. I still have the degree. And yeah. I, I have an ability to make money like other places or like I had opportunity yeah. other places. And just when I like finally make it as like a working comic, this shit mm-hmm. happens, you know, and, mm-hmm. and not just this, but I'm just using that as an example. But like, I find myself turning to God sometimes when I'm alone and mm-hmm. I'm like, and I'm like, but if anyone sees this, I'm so embarrassed. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah, that, and yeah. I think a lot of people feel that and they're just embarrassed by the thought of like believing. Mm. Unless, you know, they go to, you know, temple all the time or whatever. And, and it's just, it's kind of. Well, but the thing is, it's like the, the, I, I, I get that. I, I really think that religious institutions have become embarrassing like the performance of religion is embarrassing the industry of religion is embarrassing in the way that i think we've seen it for maybe the last generation or two it's it's kind of it's it's totally a sham in in how it's presented for the masses and and how it kind of becomes the um you know your religion used to be a thing that was like if you look back in history there are renaissances that are coming out of people kind of being together and saying, okay, this is what we believe. This is how we're going to be. And that's, you know, I'm not, I'm not even trying to um, zone in on one because it's not so much about that. I think it's more of that feeling that you're talking about. And I think like right now we have this, I think this amazing opportunity to be faced with reality. This is so real. This is so like, there is no <laughs> fat. Like this is, this is all the fat's been cut and we're really sitting with ourselves and who we are. And I've known you, I mean, in those nine years, what, I've probably known you for six of them at least, yeah. right? Probably yeah. like five and or like six, yeah. Five or six. And I, you are the most you that you've been since I've met you. Like, I just look at not even just you on stage, just you as a person, like you're just in your body, you know, you're so, and I'm like talking to you now and it's been what, a couple months of COVID and like, you're even more you, honestly, like you're, and that's really, that's why you did right you got into this because you were making money other ways you know how to do it you know how to figure it out you were living that jet ski life you could do it but you were like no I want I want to be me that's that's really like when I look at you I'm like oh this is someone who wants to be himself that's what I want too and I think in order to really do that in a real way um you you have to kind of actually get outside yourself and so I think we're all trying to figure out how to do that how are we going to get outside of ourselves and so we can put it all on a hobby, all on a job, all on a partner, all on whatever. Um, I think a spiritual path is kind of key because it it kind of transcends any sort of seeable, visible form. Yo, so this is an ad, uh, not for anyone else except for your boy Puddle Boy. Uh, go to my website, uh, andrewcollincomedy.com and go to shop and you'll see all my new merch i have so much great puddle stuff um it really is like crazy how much cool shit there is so uh go check out andrewcollincomedy.com and go uh go shop buy yourself a gift all right love you guys all right thanks wouldn't it be so funny if you just converted me by the end of this (laughs) Like that's that's where, like you know what? I never really liked being Jewish, uh, <laughs> but this is the amazing thing. No, yeah, yeah. If you if you come if you um if you come to Islam, you can keep <laughs> you keep Moses, you keep Jesus. These are we love them. You know, this is all part of the lineage. So all right, dope, you, dope, you get to dope. keep and more, and so. Um, <laughs> so I um. It's so funny sometimes. Sometimes people will be like. He's, you know, there'd be people who come out and be like, he's just trying to convince, you know, convert people to Islam. Like, you know, there'd be like those kind of like um, things. And I'm like, but they act like they're like uncovering some sort of like secret plot or whatever. And I'm like, my first TV appearance, I told people that um, to submit to Islam. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're not like, it's not subtle. <laughs> it's not like you're making a Disney movie and, and, it's, and it's in a cloud somewhere and it's like a Muslim, like written in a cloud. No, it's People like. acting like they like rewound and they like, wait, if you play it backwards, it's doing this like <laughs> subliminal thing. And I'm like, hey, I'm just telling you what, you know, this is who I am. I'm not even. <laughs>
like I don't think I hid anything. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. But do you think like you're doing this show? I was thinking about this and um you know, I was talking to you about like do you get tired of talking about the religion because it you know, you want to just talk about other shit. You know, I think about like Adam Sandler made Billy Madison, right? Mm-hmm. And no one goes, "Well, did he go to temple? Did he go, mm-hmm. you know, he's a Jewish guy." No one was yeah. like, "Did he go?" Did he, did he, uh, I don't remember him like uh, doing his barhoos. And it's like, yeah. yeah, cause you know, I just wanted to make a movie about being <laughs> an adult. Oh shit. An adult in middle school. Mm-hmm. And it's like, maybe you're, you're paving the way for the next Muslim uh, actor, Arab actor to just write a slapstick comedy yeah. without having to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, I think the hope is almost like eventually um, all the intro stuff will be so common that it's kind of boring, right? I mean, and that's a hope of mine. Um, but you also can't really skip that step. But, but I think what I really try and consciously do is kind of like make sure that this step, we're doing it in a way where, yeah, we kind of have to on a level because uh, I want to do it before someone else tries to define it. That's what I think about all the time where I'm like, people will want to talk about this because everyone's talking about Muslims in a certain way, but no one's talking with Muslims. And so it's like, we are now giving people an opportunity to talk with a Muslim, a Muslim family unit, an Arab one um, in its specificity. Uh, We're going to touch some of the intro stuff, but I'm trying to do it in a way that um, transcends the intro level shit, right? So so I I think something that I'm really aware of when making something is I don't want it to rely on its firstness, right? This isn't good just because we did it first. This is something that I want you to be able to watch this in 10 years. It's like Jackie Robinson. It's like Jackie Robinson in baseball. It's like, yeah, he made it, but then he also was yeah. fucking great. You know, <laughs> it would have sucked if, if the guy like went 0 for 30 in his first six yeah, games yeah. and was like, yeah, we're bringing you back down. <laughs> like, thank God he was that good. I mean, he had to be that good, right? Well, and he it's, had to be that good, yeah. yeah. Well, I, mean, I would say that you would have to be that good, you know, rather than – I think a lot of people look at things uh, like – oh, he got this because of being... Right, you know, right, that, right, And that has to be frustrating to hear that. And does that, does that play with your brain at all? Like, that first thing, like, oh, I got it. Oh, only because I'm Muslim. Yeah, I'm not talented. Yeah, it's just... Mm. Does that fuck with your head at all? Or Because I write it to you all the time. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't you know. send it to me. It's like, yeah, there's a bunch of people, you know. It's a blog that I just feel strongly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, look, it only, it only annoys you if you think it's true. Right. So, so, I mean, people are always going to say something about something, right? So it, it, that kind of thing can only sting if you think that that has any validity. Um, again, what we're doing here, I, I, I won't say that there aren't things that I've watched um, over various, whatever it might be, quote unquote, representation that feel like representation for representation's sake. Uh, I think actually a critique I get a lot is that we're not representing enough where it's like, wait, it's a show about Muslims, but it's like, why are you talking so much about sex? Well, I'm like, well, no, this is a Muslim guy, but like he has a sex problem. So that's what we're talking about. And we're talking about a porn problem. We're talking about these things because it's bigger than that. He's just Arab. Like these are concepts. I would argue that every concept of the show and things that I try and do in stand up, sure. There's a filter and there's a lens, but it's like, of, of being Arab, being Muslim, but that's not at the heart. That's just kind of, that's, that's the dressing, you know, the meat, the substance, what we're actually getting at, um, again, sits in what I find interesting is like questions of how to be, because I, I think that's what we're looking for when we're watching something. Well, it's way more interesting to me when, when there's, there's stakes, like, so like being religious. So now there's this, there's stakes involved, right? Like if I don't, if I have this porn problem, well, I could, I have this like questioning rather than just being a scumbag being like, I love porn. I don't give a fuck about anything. You know what I mean? Then there's no like yin and yang. It's just, yeah, it's, it sits in something. It sits in something that is, I think, relatable for a lot of people. And, and so, so to me, it's like, my show is not really about being Arab or Muslim. It's about like who you want to be and who you actually are. That that's a really different thing. And it's hard to, you don't pitch that. You can't walk into a room and be like, hey, this shows about who you want to be and who you actually are. They look at you like you're doing, like leading a yoga class. But, but if you have a lens and you have a filter that goes on top of that, then it's like, oh, cool. Yeah, we, we haven't seen this. We want to understand it. But 
it, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's about, it's about something else. It's about something that I think um, anyone could look at. Uh, and then I think it's cool to look at things that are untapped. You know, like we're doing a show with Steve that's about the disabled community. That's people who can walk our side characters. You know, the people who like are actually dealing with a lot of these disabilities are going to be fucking talking shit on each other and hanging out with each other in a way that no one's ever seen. Is it going to be reality cool no or is it going to be scripted? No, it's scripted. Yeah, it's a scripted show. Is yeah. it a is it a one off your show? Like, is Steve going to play himself or the character in you, or is it going to be no? A it's a separate thing. I mean, he's got his you know, it's his name is his name, so he'll he'll, he'll still be Steve. No, but, but you know what I mean. You know, world. yeah, 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 yeah whole yeah. different world. Yeah, it's funny. Like, some, they're going to put that out, and people are going to be like, you know, it's not disabled enough. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I look. Sure, there was one bubble boy and one guy without legs, but. You know, you didn't have this um, disease, which is way worse. Yeah, I'm, I mean, when you get that feedback that your show isn't Muslim enough and, and, and it's, you know, from religious people, does it, does it leave a bad taste in your mouth for your own religion sometimes? Not, no. does, and I don't, I mean, I know. I know no, 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 yeah. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying it, it doesn't know what, because what it is, is, is the audience is kind of like in an unfair situation. Because what happens is there's this idea where it gets marketed as like, I remember there being a headline that was like, Muslims, there's a show for you. And that's so offensive, right? If I'm not me, if I'm not this guy, Rami from New Jersey, and someone goes, hey, this dude, Rami from New Jersey, we got you a show and this is your life. I would watch it and I'd be like, who's who this fucking jerk off? That's not my life. You know, so the marketing and the scarcity and kind of how, uh, infrequently we try and bring humanity to uh, Muslim characters or really any characters who aren't, you know, I mean, there's like 20 shows about being white and trying to make rent, but you know, we don't really have any read my script. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh, I read it. Um, it. And, and, and it comes to this, you know, large group of people and, and, and there's something subliminally being said of, we checked your box. Here you go. And I think that would infuriate me. So I think when people are, are, are watching that and, and having that reaction, I don't really blame them. I don't, but I also don't take it personally. I don't think it's fully about my show. You know, I think it's, I think it's about the void and, and there's no yeah. way when the void is as big as it is that I can really adequately fill it. So I'm just kind of like, okay, it wasn't for you. And you know, I'm not for you and your opinion's not for me. And you, you could know, watch can... unorthodox and just pretend they're Muslim. Have you ever seen that show, Unorthodox? Everyone keeps telling me to watch it. I, I, I'm excited it's, to see it. It's, it's great. And not yeah, just because you're doing a religion show and it's a no, religion no, no, show. No, I think you'd love it. What, and it's only four episodes. Yeah. Um, no, I, yeah. I, you, you do have a way of like, you're so charismatic. You, you remind me of like my friend Glenn who like, everyone's like, good guy, Glenn. Oh, he's a good guy. And then it's like, no, Glenn's pretty sinister under there. But it's you, like, like in the end of season one, you have, you know, you hook up with your cousin, which is mm -hmm. looked at as however you want to view it. I know you have the bit. It's only two and a half times uh, likelihood that your kid will have a disability and then be on your Not next show. Two percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you, like, it's so funny, like, because you watch that and you're like, you almost root for you to have a nice relationship with your cousin. Like you root, like no matter how shitty the things you're doing, like you have sex with that married woman, but you're like, but boy, do I want Rami to find himself. And that <laughs> it's just, it, it, I don't, I mean, I don't know what really the question is there. It's just like, it is interesting how people can be charismatic like that. And you can like still root for them, even though they have these negative flaws. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's something that we really try and lean into. And, and I think definitely in the second season, too, we kind of try and turn it on the character a bit and just kind of trying to have some sort of genuine self-reflection. Because I, I do think that, yeah, it's a, I'm, I'm a charismatic person. Uh, so it would be weird to lean into that and just have everything be okay. Like yeah, if I just made a yeah. show that was just like, it's like me going up to the barista and being like, hey, is that a new haircut? And her being like, no one noticed. And me being like, I did. You know who noticed? Or you me. throwing hot like coffee in her face and people be like, man, he'll find himself. 
you know yeah. you know like he burned her face but he's a good he's come on yeah i think we look at that we look we look for the the, the space in the middle but it, it it really is um yeah i've always felt it would be kind of weird to, especially with the show being called rami which dude i tried everything to not have that be the title i know i, I remember you sent a me a bunch of different titles and, and they were all terrible they were i don't even like they're all embarrassing like they were not, nothing was even like it was this was like i actually saw that they landed with the title Rami in an article. Like I remember reading an article about Shrill getting picked up and they were like, at the bottom, they were like, oh, and Hulu's making this show called Rami. And I was like, oh, I guess, I guess they decided. (laughs) Was your worry like if, you know, I've been watching this show called Seinfeld. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, (laughs) But then you see Seinfeld and you Seinfeld. He's Seinfeld, you know, he could be a, a doctor in, you know, a World War, a World War II movie. And you'll be like, dude, Seinfeld's playing a doctor? You know, it'd be so hard for him to play yeah. someone else. Do you worry about like, you know, whatever you play, like, let's say you're in a Marvel movie. You're like, dude, that's the dude, you know, that's Rami. That's the dude who jerked his buddy off. Yeah. <laughs> but does that worry you? Nah, it's it's I'm not really. I don't. It's a good dude, problem so, to have. I feel right? so. Yeah, I feel so. I feel so just thankful that I'm like I'm not gonna get caught up in uh, any of those kind of weird logistics because it's 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 okay. It's fine. I the reason why I wanted a different name was just more like I, I you, you kind of especially at the time you know it's like I didn't even I put out my stand up special after the show came out. I'm like no one knows who Rami is. You know, Seinfeld like at least like there was maybe a presence in the stand up scene. Like I. You know, people in the stand-up scene knew me, but I certainly didn't have a TV presence um, outside of uh, my very hidden Nick at Night days. Uh, the, you know, the, the, the a team. You know what very... I still think about? You put out like, uh, this is another thing I want that like about you that just, I love that I'm like breaking you down. Like you're so charismatic, but you're really like mean and a dick. But no, but like you had, you did that video where you dance with the broom and yeah. it's so adorable. And, and then you do this one lip sync video where you where you sing a rap song, and it's so freaking cute. It is so cute, and you have this big beard, but under there is just this little cute boy. <laughs> do you miss that little cute boy? I mean, dude, are you? I don't know. I don't even know what's going on here. I feel like you're just you're trying to. I feel like no. you're trying to connect. Oh, I'll connect with you. What do you mean? Oh, you mean like you're just like hitting on me at this point, Andrew? I mean, come on, man. I thought about you jerking me off a few times ever since you saw the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you did a good job, bro. No, but um, do you think with season three, are you going to? Um, is COVID going to be in it? Is Corona going to be part of these worlds of production? Like, what are we doing here? Because I'm sure there was like a guy like after polio, every show was like. And then yeah, yeah. Johnny couldn't walk. And everyone's like, can we stop doing polio? I know. I know. I don't know. I'm like, part of me is like, is it just like you don't talk about it, but every scene is just kind of like, <laughs> look, mom. All right. Just like, I don't, I don't have time. All right. I got to go. And then you just like storm off. Like, is that what every movie is for the next three years? But like, we don't talk about it. Cause like, we don't want to sit and break down Corona more. But there's just like a mask hanging in every scene. Like I, I got these everywhere, man. I get there's like I got seven in my car. It's like it's the new Starbucks. This is this is cup. this is every every scene and and what's that? Yeah. Uh, uh, number I want a coffee with a what? A fuck it. I uh, I want coffee. <laughs> like you end up like slowly just getting the disease because no one could hear you because it's all muffled. <laughs> I did a comedy show. I did shows. No one you couldn't hear any laughs. Everything That's is like weird. you don't even know if they're happy. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're doing a a drive-in show, where you get home. Are you doing that? Oh, dude, that's amazing. Amazing. Is it? I don't. It's amazing to just try different things, right? It's it's because I I think we all have the hope, right? It, it'll it won't be the same ever. I think there's always going to be kind of a shift. But I think we have a hope that you know we'll be able to hopefully be in the cellar in some fashion at some point again. Um, man, I miss that place so much. Well, it'd be, it's nice because I never got past there. Uh, oh. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> I actually had an audition. Did I ever tell you that? I got an audition. You had an audition for SD? Mm-hmm. What happened? How'd it go? Uh, I mean, obviously, you didn't get passed, but but I'm curious, like, how, what level of, uh, how, did you feel like yourself? Here's the thing. 
I I did the brunch show. Yeah. I could have done the Friday night if I just waited, but I was like, you know what? I got back from the road. I was like, let me just knock it out. So I did like, whatever. It's like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And I felt, I felt like I stuck to the script of what the jokes I wanted, but the jokes hit. I'm not kidding. Like the jokes hit to the point where I swear, like there was an older uh, woman comedian. I forget her name. But she came up to me when she was leaving because she knew I auditioned and she watched my audition and she came up to me and she was like, hey, that was great. That was great. And I was like, wow, thank you so much. So like, and I'm sitting with Nikki, I'm sitting with Noah Gardner and, and Esty's over there. And if you don't know uh, some context, Esty's the booker, it is legendary booker at the Comedy yeah. Cellar, which is the hardest club, whatever to get into or used to be. And uh, so whatever. And she's sitting there and I'm like, Oh, I'm a shoot. Like everything went well. You know, I got two really, really hard laughs. One joke didn't hit as hard as I would like it to. Yeah. And I went up to her and I was just like, all right, I'll send you to, you know, you want my avails, you know? And she was just like, thank you for coming. And that was it. And I was just like, no. And I was like, I think I hugged her. That's how like, like, you know, and, and, uh, I was hurt, boy. That was a tough day, you know, because, yeah, because it would it, be different if like if I would be honest with you if I didn't feel like the jokes hit and then I'm like, oh, so then my material, she just hated my material. Maybe it's I don't know. Maybe it's my face. Well, it's, it's, Maybe it's, it's my it's, backwards it's, hat that I decided to do. I don't know. You know, <laughs> it's everything. And um, it, it it's like. I think it it um it's funny, yeah, you can sit and be like, was it my outfit? Was it this? Was it that? I personally hate I hate auditioning stand-up. It's it's it it feels so inorganic. It it goes against everything I like about stand-up. I don't do it I don't audition for stand-up well. My my seller audition, in terms of like what I know I can do on stage, was not what I know I can do because I was just like, Why are we at like you watch like it's so this isn't what this is about. So it's really hard, man. Like I, I, it, it's, it's so, it's so hard. It's, it's not a. Yeah, but maybe you handled it differently in the sense, like, I don't know. You have five minutes, you know. Five minutes. And I was like, I'll do these three jokes. They're my clean ones. They're not too offensive. Um, and all this shit goes through your head, and I don't know. You know, the COVID stuff. The beauty of it is, like, it really does real. You realize what's important. And when did you have that audition? probably a year ago now i was already on the road with nikki a good amount and uh yeah you're so loose now though dude you know what i mean like it's it's and it's really hard because i think like some people have said like comedy is like a rich person's game because it's really hard to go on stage and go into these like situations and not and actually not give a fuck you know like when you actually like fuck i really want this because i really want to make rent and i really wanted this and i wanted that it's the opposite of what of what funny is it's so it's, it's it's you're putting all this stuff on it and, and it, you know, so, so we're all kind of like trying to find our, our ways to transcend that, just living in that fear pocket when you're, but you're naked on stage, dude. It's like everyone looking at you and it's, and it's, and, and you have no one to blame but yourself, regardless of how it goes, because it's like, well, you chose those words, you chose those bits, but it's so, um, it's, and we put ourselves through it. And but I'm very amazing, personal man. on stage. I'm not like just what? doing observation. If I was just doing like a joke about, I don't know, whatever. Like, I, yeah, yeah. So I feel it's like, oh, you hate me. You hated, you hated who I am too much. Tell core. me about this backwards hat choice. Was it something you don't usually do, and then you did it? No, it's funny you asked that. I, 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 for a while, I convinced myself, like, I would like convince myself, like, who I am on stage, like, who I, what kind of comedian I am. So I'm just like, right. at that point, I was doing a lot of road gigs. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just a road guy. I'm like Burt Kreischer kind of guy. I'm just a people's chain, like a guy's guy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just going to go up there. I'm not going to dress like fancy. I'm just going to be down to earth. All these thoughts are pointless, you know? Well, they're, they're, they're pointless in terms of them being like what you arrive at, but they are kind of part of the thing. They're part of figuring out where you're at, right? Yeah. I mean, I went on stage in Salt Lake City, and you would think I didn't give a like. It, it, 
I don't know. I just told some stories. Like I was just like, this is what I want to do. I think you'll yeah. like it. I, yeah. I'm not going to try to like appease every like parents or you're thinking about yeah, the yeah. age group. But then another me, part of me is like, why am I even putting myself through this mental torture? You know, why do we, you know, I just, I don't know. Cause I, you want, cause you want to distill. It's exciting. You want to distill who you actually are. And so, so much of, I think, I actually think there, you know, people will say like show business is fake or something like that. It can be, but I, I think there's something about the pursuit of what you're talking about where you, a lot of times you, you really get closer to yourself when you realize you have to present who you are. It's, it's like, it's like when you have like a, someone you care about or like a date coming over or something, it's like the first time in weeks you clean up your room. Like, like I used to have this bit about like, I won't do anything for myself unless I know a girl's coming over. Like I know a girl's coming over and I'm like, I got to do my taxes. Like, like I gotta, like, I, I haven't done them for two years. She might check, you know, like, like Bro, I, I literally painted my room. I put together an Ikea dresser. <laughs> I, I threw away a dead body just cause I thought a girl would maybe come over five months from now. And she maybe, came over right? and I got to tell you, nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> like we need each other, right? Like we need each other. Yeah. And there's something in the act of presenting ourselves to each other that I actually think can be really honest, like something beautiful can come out of it if you're doing it the right way. But there's all this stuff in the middle where you're, you just, it's because it's scary. And you're just kind of like, maybe I should this, maybe I should that. And I think even like with what you said about this, um, this, this SD audition, you were like, oh, should I have worn that? Oh, maybe I stuck to the script a little too much. Maybe I, she just caught you mid that. And I think, and I think that's all it is. And so I think you can view it on one way where you're like, well, it seems like she just doesn't like me, but it's also like, you're kind of in the middle of this thing that I think we're all going, like we all do it at some point. And so I don't think that that's, I just don't think it's an indictment on you. And I, and I think um, it, it's, it's, it's kind of this like intangible thing that you're even from a year ago to now, you're so much more you, you know? And, and so it, I don't know. But my I don't, thing I don't is, think is like, I don't know if that's because stand up has not been in my life for five months. I, that's where when I'm questioning these days because I do but, feel a lot more like me and way more confident and maybe I could take that to stage. Take you can. I think you can, but this is the thing. I've always been, and I think we've talked about this. I've always been of the mindset of you don't have to go up every night because you don't have yeah. enough time to live real life. So I I would do stand up on for like three weeks and then take off for you know a month like that kind of thing because. Or, or just once a week, whatever, like to just touch base with it. But you really got to live real life in order to know what to talk about on stage. Because if all you're doing is going to open mics and it's like, that's all it, all your experiences, everything is just goes through this filter where it's like, you kind of stop being, you know, because not all people are trying to present themselves. Right. So you want to live some real life and then kind of come back and talk about it. You know, I know it's funny to talk in that stand-up cadence when you haven't done it in five months. So I was on stage and I was just like, I was talking like this, like, yeah. like literally like no, like pausing, <laughs> no, like, I mean, yeah. whatever, like it still went well, whatever. But uh, I just felt like I was just having a conversation to a point where that's where I do want to get to, whether it's stand-up, wh whatever it is. Um, I'm not saying that like, oh, I'm always changing though, man. You ever look at early tapes of Louie? Yeah, it's very, there's jokey. like five Louis. There's like five Louis. Like if you yeah. watch his tapes over the years, you can even watch his specials as they start becoming hits. He, he's not, he's changing. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's changing. He's changing in real life. And like, I, I went to an outdoor show last week and I was like, I didn't even know what I was doing. I was on stage and I was just like, I don't, I don't think I should be doing stand up right now. I, I feel like I'm, changing like my life has changed there's all this stuff going on and i kind of haven't processed it well enough to present it and share it and, and i was just like yeah i don't i shouldn't be here <laughs> like it just you, felt weird do you do you feel like like obviously you've gotten some things now not gotten you whatever worked your ass off but you know you have the show you have you know you're proven to the point where people believe in you Mm -hmm. to then give you more freedom on stage because you mm -hmm. know, oh, I still have season th three that I yeah, have. Yeah, I have this deal yeah. with A24. It gives you a freedom to maybe do, po not poorly, but just. Yeah, right. To stakes be, aren't, you don't feel like it's make or break. Yeah. 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 And 
you know. I don't operate from that though. Like I was on this, I was on, I went to this outdoor show last week. I was nervous because yeah. I, because I, I was more like, it's all that stuff is true, but I just like fundamentally in my body, I'm like, oh man, I'm wasting these people's time because I didn't think about this. I didn't prep a set. I don't believe in this is some of this material that's kind of been half in my head. Some of it is stuff I said five months ago before the pandemic doesn't feel real to me anymore. I didn't really prep on this. I thought about it for 10 minutes. So I was up there and I was just like, oh, I'm wasting everybody's time. That I that doesn't sit right for me. <laughs> like I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, oof, this is not No, I love not that fair. though. But I think that's I mean, in a nutshell, I think that's what drives you to want to keep creating and keep making yeah. awesome shit. Sure. And you really have and thank you so much for doing this. Um I love Dude. talking to you. Um I love our friendship and I hope you come back soon and uh, we can ride around in the car. Remember we would just ride in the car. We'd go to Wohop and we would just drive around. Yeah. I, know, I miss dude. that. I know me too, man. I, I, I love you, man. And I, I'm, uh, I'm looking, I'm definitely coming back. I want to, I actually want to come and do puddles uh, again with Steve. I think we oh. need to do, I don't know if you've triple puddled, but we, 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 we should do a three-way puddle. Of course I would triple pud. <laughs> Of course, I trip a putt, dude. I would just do Steve, and you could just you know you just film do Steve, it. Honestly, yeah, you just you film just it. <laughs> yeah, no, one hundred percent. Let me know when you're back, and uh, I love you, and uh, be love you, man. yeah, and be safe with the earthquakes, dude. Do the best, man. Puddles, puddles, everybody now puddles, 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 puddles. Puddles, puddles, everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. You're standing in deep, you're getting real wet. You ain't that deep because you're kind of shallow. Shallow in the brain and shallow in your heart. You'll never get that deep inside the water, girl. You'll never get that deep. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down. No, when you're standing in the puddle, you don't know where to go because you're so deep. You don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know how wet I am because I'm so wet. That's who I am. I'm so wet. Wet. I'm so wet. I'm so wet. I'm so, so, so wet. Now, come on in. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down and then everyone will come over here. Yeah, puddles. Puddles, puddles.